Welcome to the IndyCast! For the last four years, bringing to you pop culture, professional wrestling, and a splash of grass. Now to your hosts, Chad and Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. This is the IndyCast! Greetings, everybody! Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero... Uh, we are in fully gimmick headquarters today. Uh, I would like to report when we're in a new location. Not you, like anybody fucking notices the difference. No, but, but you, you, you make it sound a lot better than it is. It is. It's it's, it's quite it's quite the, the prize for me. It's true. I get, get to get out of the house and not be daddy for five minutes. A little mini vacation. You get to see right. all the lurch shit all over the place. That's here. right. So, uh, Zach, we have a guest today. We've, got, we've got a lot of things going we on. We've got a lot today. of things going on. You're absolutely right. We have a lot of things going on. We have Jesse from Team Hammerfist uh, on the line with us right now. Jesse, how you doing? Hello, everybody. Hello. Why? Did, why did you sound like the? the uh, I don't he's, know. He's possessed I, by the I, ghost I, of Jerry Lewis. Thank you. I was going to say. <laughs> hey, hey, lady. Hey, lady. So, and uh, no, I'm that, determined to prove to all of the listeners that Rick is the reason why that the show is even remotely good, and that when I'm, it's me by myself, it's an absolute clusterfuck train wreck. Well, welcome, welcome to the IndyCast. That, right, that yeah. should go on. Why is that not on a shirt? Welcome right. to the IndyCast clusterfuck train wreck. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that would be if, if the IndyCast existed in the Attitude Era. That's what, our, right. that's what the name yeah. of the show would be called. Clusterfuck, clusterfuck train wreck. Clusterfuck train wreck. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, but the, there's not any old reason why uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Jesse from Team Hammerfist is on this show. This is a this is a other, show. Other than we love crossover episodes, true. we really this, really yes. do. This is a show with a lot of weight to it because. Is that a fat show? I, I know I'm fat. Okay. <laughs> this like, Damn. None of us are shredded, but that's Damn. neither here nor there. Uh, point is, I look like I look like a cube of shredded wheat. Does that count for anything? Well, I was just going to ask. Do you like that I'm wearing the dress shirt that would open? The I am. Like, like I got the Jim Belushi party look I've going been, on. I've been wanting I've been wanting to grab you for the whole time, but I've been stopping myself. <laughs> Look, anyway. look, just because I have to like loop myself up and get a running start into my work shirt doesn't mean I'm a fat guy. Okay, that's true. That's a good. That's a good strategy to have. But anyway, it's really bad when you have to loop yourself up to get yourself into the car. There's right. A... That's where I thought we were going. I thought we were going through a through the door joke, not a I have to grease up yeah. to get in the shirt joke. Yeah. But anyways, I I do drive a Mitsubishi Mirage, so it takes me like an extra hour to get to work. That's nice. There's no shame in that. Anyways, no, there should point be a little shame. Yeah, a little shame. But point being, uh, this is actually an announcement episode because we are I joining like, forces. I feel like we need fanfare. I'll edit some in. Thank you. Okay. Pulling his weight already, and I don't have to edit that in. Uh, so, uh, no, we are officially making an announcement that we are starting, we are combining forces here. Uh, not into, we are, We're touching wieners. Not touching into, wieners professionally. Not into a giant... Uh, Clusterfuck show where we do like eight people hosting all at once. We're no, not. We're not doing. Be wrong around WrestleMania. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> I was say I'm not. I'm not looking for the cinematic Titanic of podcasts here, where like eight different people are all talking. That sounds amazing. Um, but uh, no, we're starting a, a network of podcasts here. A network of projects. Yes. The uh, I think officially yes. dubbed the the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Which okay. can't, which is I mean, there's just, any better like, explanation wanna, for it, us? I just want to like have sex with that name. It's it's a great name. I want to, I, I I might cheat on my wife with that name. <laughs> I'll say I have to Google if uh, W N R 
WNRN, right? Yeah, WNRN. I make sure that's not like, you know, a Nazi radio station in Chattanooga. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. A Nazi that. radio station in Chattanooga? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, was that a political joke? I don't or know. We're riding the coattails of Sal and, and all the other, and like the training centers and <laughs> right, exactly. and all that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we're joining forces, so we're going to be basically promoting each other, working on projects together. Um, and if you're and if you're downloading us right now, good news, right. you're going to get started hearing uh, Team Mammothist uh, Russell Crush, uh, Russell Crush, yeah, whatever. whatever. Uh, on, yes. So you guys are same sort of like Saturdays, right? Like Saturday mornings. Uh, well, we do, our show is our show is every other week, or I mean, it's the whenever part. We take it very literally. Um, we try to do it every other week. Sometimes it's Sometimes a little bit more than that. It's just, you know, a matter of, you know, getting our schedules together. You know, Rick and I live five minutes apart, so it's really hard to get there. Yeah, Zach and I live an hour apart. We still come up consistently yeah, no, every week for four years. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that'll be one of the first changes. We're going to crack the whip on Team Hamilton. That's right. More consistent okay. content. More consistent content. Coming from the guy who I haven't done a wrestling review. No, I'm going to put my leg under your crotch, Ted. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, guy who hasn't done a wrestling review in six months to a year. This guy. <laughs> Consistent content. That's, That's right. what we're all about here. Yes. Um, but anyway, so let's do. A, let's make this an official crossover episode. Let's do a little right. uh, third degree interviewing of, uh, of Jesse here. So that maybe any of the dozens and dozens on our side who aren't familiar with yeah. this show. We're, right. we're not just going to talk about Disney to have a part four Disney episode? Oh, I'm sure that's going to come up. Yeah, give it time. We're all Floridians. To, to answer everything you guys said, I fucking love the Jungle Cruise. Yes, Haunted Mansion is the best ride. I'm glad that, that Ellen is gone and the movie ride can suck a dick. And uh, that's about it. Well, I think we just found the, the title of this episode. The movie ride can suck, suck a, a dick. But uh, but no, let's start at the very beginning here. Let's do our little miniature. It's a very round. good place to start, right? Yeah. Uh, so, Jesse, tell everybody here how you first got started in uh, in doing the Team Hammerfist uh, extravaganza, and uh, and kind of give everybody your your origin story here. Well, I started uh, at Full Sail University, the home of NXT, um, back way back when uh, in 2007. Uh, oh god, ten years ago. And um, one of the first months, of the project uh, they were teaching us how to use our brand new MacBook Pros that they just you know gave to us that we had to pay for later. And they would teach us. Uh, one of the projects was you had to do a podcast, and I couldn't think of anything to do other than wrestling. And I certainly wasn't going to you know sit there mumbling in a microphone to myself. And so I, I got my my friend Rick, who I had known through for many years and um we just i was like all right let's do a podcast and then at the time the matt sarah had just recently won whatever single championship he won he had won and rick had this running joke about uh matt sarah always saying something about the ham of fists and so we decided to call ourselves team ham of fist and and it became the ham of fist power hour and and, and we just, we, it was supposed to be like 15, we were, the project required 15 minutes of, of, um, audio and it turned into over an hour and we did it every week for another two or three years. And I, I think I might've overachieved on the project a little bit. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say, uh, it was the, uh, the tri-folded science fair board of podcasts like you right. really, yes. you really Ex- over the exactly exactly and i feel really bad because i i think 
the class had to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I feel really, really bad. <laughs> because as far as I know, during my entire tenure at Full Sail, I was the only person who liked wrestling. This is way before the WWE and Ed Full Sail got into bed with each other. and I, So I was the lone wrestling guy. And now it's jokes know, on them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, now now they've freaking like skied all over the place. It's you know, can't stumble without seeing you know Triple H's you know mug or you know NXT is here. I'm like, yeah, I remember. I remember when I thought wrestling was cool at Full Sail. Thanks. I wonder if WWE now is like Full Sail. Like like when I was in high school, the football team was obviously the big thing. We had the high school I went to. <laughs> Won like the world, the world champion, the, the yeah, state yeah. championship for like years and years on end. Um, yeah. And so I'm wondering how, if it, like NXT, is like NXT now they're the nearest thing to like their football it's, team. I, I do wonder because there is absolutely no sports at full sale there. You know, you don't, you don't, A, you don't have time for sports, and B, it's a bunch of design, it's a bunch of art nerds. So, you know, right. imagining right. Um, all <laughs> playing, you know, football. Like, <laughs> no, God, okay, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I I do get the feeling that the WWE and NXT might be sort of like the hot jocks in town. Yeah, Full Sail University doesn't have a doesn't have a sports team, but definitely are, are the people that will dress up in Darth Vader and like sleep with the the cheerleader from the other school. But. Oh, you mean rape? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean rape? The, the Revenge of the Nerds rape scene? <laughs> yeah, you know the scene from Revenge of the Nerds where he rapes that girl. <laughs> it is, what it a is, reference! I mean, it is, thank you. Man. I mean. I mean, I never did it, but I mean, I might have known some people who did it. Yeah. Whose name? Whose name might rhyme with Sussman? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't wear a costume. <laughs> See, this is this is where him not being on the episode is going to hurt him. Yeah, gonna hurt oh him no, I'm going to throw his ass under the bus. He went. He he went to sleep. I was going. You know what? Fuck it. You know, I'm going to shoot from the hip. He went to sleep because he's old. I was going to make a joke about him. You know not surviving the eclipse or some it's like a callback joke to when he said he was just gonna stare into the sun and walk into the ocean while while he was in south carolina but no he just went to bed you know the <laughs> funny part is our, our very own president just stared right up at it yeah, you know like, God, dude, like God, he's better than the sun i think yeah. we all learned a lesson there <laughs> uh so jesse other uh origin story question that we need to ask is since you were the lone uh, defender of professional wrestling at your time at Full Sail, and now, by the way, I hope like the 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 teachers, the professors that he had, I hope just think that like he Jesse's actually like Shane McMahon, and they were like, Jesus, he really liked the campus enough. He brought the whole goddamn company here. Um, they just assume that you're ingrained in wrestling somehow. But teachers, teachers yeah. all have to walk in now to a real American and rip their shirt off before the lesson starts. Except for the principal. The principal, the dean walks in. No chance. He is the big fucking Vinnie Mac. Um, <laughs> Gary Jones just you know walks around going, Oh, goddamn pal. Exactly, exactly. But anyways, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the origin of you becoming a wrestling fan. So. What is the early wrestling memory? What hooked you in as a kid? What got you on board with this uh, beautiful my, performance art? My wrestling fandom began. I can I can distinctly remember I the the kid who lived in the apartment next to me. He had WWF Warzone for the N sixty four. Okay, I, I remember. Okay, pause on that. I do remember before this, my fr another friend running across the apartment complex parking lot on a Saturday, going, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Sub Zero is on wrestling!" 
and it was like the debut episode of Glacier. And I do remember that. And then like, but then I never, then it's just sort of, I never watched it again. Fast forward another couple years, year or so, WW4 is on the N64 playing with him and then channel surfing and going, oh, this is like the game. And then I just got, then I got hooked and you know, this is, that was 1999 and you know, the rest is history. <laughs> First off, I'm fucking old. Mm-hmm. Uh, second off, so uh, Warzone, who is your go-to character on Warzone? Oh God, I think it was some sort of created person who looked like a Ninja Turtle on acid. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds like I remember the, he was green. He was green, and it was whatever. So I don't remember the name, but I'm sure it was really cool for the 90s. <laughs> that, so, that sounds a little like... I'm sure uh, it wasn't cringy at all if you look back on it now. I'm sure it was totally cool and no, there was no I'm problems. Sure, I'm sure I don't remember it, and I'm sure I totally... I, I'm, But if I did remember it, it, I know it would be too embarrassing to say. I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> so awesome that you named your first child it, whatever it was. Um, no, no, I love, I love little Hellraiser. I mean, god damn it. <laughs> uh, so a, his, the other, his description, by the way, sounds like Squidward from your, uh, yeah, from, your pop, from your pop culture rumble on, uh, retro, <laughs> on Retro Moose. By the way, that's, everybody that's pop, who has not way. watched that, please go to Retro Moose on, uh, on YouTube and watch the... We might have to do another one with, uh, now that we're a part of the network, we might have to uh, set up another rumble. And, uh, oh, yes. and we could all do commentary. Yeah, but I was going to say, the only other uh, piece of origin story that I found interesting in, in uh, Jesse playing Warzone is that apparently he was Goofy Dog as a child, because when he saw wrestling on TV, he went, Oh, looks like the video game! And I was like, oh, you... Of course, it looks like fun! <laughs> yeah, you really grew out of that. Way to go. Goofy, by the way, somebody had a whole thing up on Facebook recently. Goofy, officially the only one that we can officially prove in the Disney universe of the main Disney characters, who has actually gotten laid. Yeah, has had sex. That's true. It's true, yeah. yeah. So, which, which uh, quick question about that. Has everyone here watched the new DuckTales? Not yet. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so wonderful. I love it. That orgasm sound, I also agree uh, with. Like that. Yeah, it, no, it, is it, was, it was wonderful. I, I loved Every fucking second of it, it was great. The one thing I and do, my kids like it too. So I, it's it's one of those rare wins where you like, yeah, I can watch this and my kids like it. The kids want to listen to like you know, you know, kids music in the car. Like yeah, we're fucking listening to Ducktales on repeat. Well, I just imagine like you've got your children on the couch, you're watching it on the TV, and you're just watching their reactions like right. super intense. Like, oh, yeah. Come on, you sons of bitches! Come on, and, like, no, that, and then they laugh, and you're like, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> no, I, I, no, I did. We did watch it at uh, I think it was midnight or whenever it came on on like the first on that marathon day. I was like, I told them, I was like, "No, no, no, we're fucking watching this at midnight. I don't give a shit. Fuck, fuck, arrows, supernatural, defender, whatever the whatever the fuck is on. We're watching fucking Ducktales and so and we watched it, and they're like, "Okay, fine, it's okay for the kids to watch it," and. But yeah, no, I, I, I Was there it. a concern I, that it was uh, going to be a, a hard, gritty reboot of DuckTales? Yeah. Like... <laughs> that would be Darkwing Duck. Oh, that's true. That's what, yeah. when Scrooge McDuck for that. bashes somebody head in for not paying <laughs> right, him on exactly. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just the king. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm loving David Tennant as Scrooge. As Scrooge. This is... A, I, I, I still have the, you know, the wonderful voice of old Scrooge, but David Tennant as Scrooge is just... I, I can't. It's just... It's it's ear candy. I, bl- I believe the first time David Tennant finally gotten to use his actual accent for anything. <laughs> <by> <laughs> yeah, finally. It's Doctor Who, not his accent. Nope. 
Fucking yeah. Kilgrave, well, not his accent. No. <laughs> we, we immediately went from watching Broadchurch on BBC A to watching, I think like we watched an episode of Broadchurch immediately before watching DuckTales as well. <laughs> so so it's a very silly crossover. It could have been worse. You could have been watching Jessica Jones and then crossed over to that <laughs> movie. You want to talk, you want to talk rapey there, by the way. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just, you know, whammy. <laughs> yeah, basically. But uh, no, definitely watch it. That shit's on YouTube. They put up the first, like, the entire pilot on YouTube. What channel? Is it, what channel are they actually brought? Is it on XD? Okay, well, I can TV. Yeah, it's on that. Disney XD. I'll watch it because I'll let the because Cheyenne will watch that. That'll be that'll be. Yeah. Make Daddy happy, goddamn you! Sell, right? Oh, that's my advice. No, you want to know the you want to know the, the, the make Disney the make Daddy sad portion one is the one time I tried to sit down and watch the, the original Muppet movie with her because they were showing on one of the channels. Oh. Completely bored to tears, and I'm like, Aww. I'm like dancing Aww. away, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? This is, why not? This uh, is my childhood. Why not uh, introduce her to Muppet Babies? That might that's be a nice, that's a nice like bridge to in between. That might be a possibility. I'll have to see if I can find Muppet Babies. I'll that's try a good one because that'll so get. I, a, I did. Go ahead, Jesse. Uh, I was saying I I, I did indoctrinate my kids. I found like a, I got like the DVD box set of Darkwing Duck. And I, you know, put my kids down to watch that, and they fucking love it. So that's, you know, I, I sticking. That was, I think, that was sort of like their, you know, their into caring about Ducktales, and so they, they, you know, the fact that when they start, like, really wanting to watch like Darkwing Duck and asking to watch Darkwing Duck, I'm just like, I've done a good job. <laughs> You know, the one, you know the one I really want to try to get my kids into, and I, this might be a tough sell for that one too, but I always liked Danger Mouse when I was a kid. I was going to say Ace Ventura Oh, cartoon. Danger Mouse is so good. The new Danger Mouse is amazing. Is my son loves it. I fucking love Danger Mouse. Also, side note, there is supposed to be at least a couple of Darkwing Duck crossovers in the New York Tales. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Darkwing Duck. The only thing I know about Dark, think about Darkwing Duck now is the... The amount of stuff that the uh, ugly ducklings have have used That's for true. that, which Let's is get dangerous. So, uh, and Launchpad McQuack. Launchpad, Launchpad McQuack. Yeah. yeah. Um. So obviously, uh, just we're we're an indie show. You guys obviously talking yeah. more about the 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 main show type stuff. Who who on the indie scene uh, tends to be who you're kind of watching right now? Well, no, I definitely. Well, it, it, it's sort of a cop out answer because it, you know. But I definitely do follow like Martin Stone, and I, I make a point to follow some of the you know people that that Team Amethyst name drop knows. Um, like you know we like to make a point to follow Leva and you know Simon Grimm and Sammy Callahan, and I, I you know like some of the, the more indie luminaries. I, I I want to follow indie wrestling. I want to follow it, and I do. And like and Rick and I were actually talking about this. Um, Again, my co-host Rick, who's asleep, um, who, who we talked about. You know, we do plan to go to more indie shows. I try to follow it as much as I can. It's just a matter of like really hunkering down and committing myself to you know getting back into indie wrestling. Well, let me ask you this then: um, Does the NXT experiment work for you? Like, for instance, when there's like enhancement talent and you see them fighting somebody. Do you take notice oh, and go? It totally works. Oh, hey! I need to go find who the hell this guy is. Well, no, yeah, I, I make a point. I, I, I'm just, I'm a lingerer when it comes to like wrestling. So I, if some random schmo shows up on NXT, I probably know who he is. And you know, like, so I, 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 I do know who it is. Um, 
but I it, it, I think it works. And if it's some random, like total rando that I've never even heard of, then I'll probably try to figure out who it is. But you know, if it's somebody like QT Marshall, or I don't know QT Marshall, so I'll you know I'll you know that's that's my big markout moment when I see like QT Marshall or I'm trying to think some other. I think he's well. He's the only person that like enhancement person that you know that really like moves the needle for me. What about uh, the May Young Classic? Are you? Well, no, I'm really excited for that. I'm very excited for that. Um, and I, I, I pride myself on the fact that I do know who a good majority of them are. Like, I, there are there are definitely some that I'm just like, uh, who the fuck are you? Are you? I don't. Okay. Well, you're probably gonna lose in the first round anyway. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm definitely you know popping for like Mia Yim and you know uh, Candice LeRae and all the other you know the the big names that. That are going to be in the tournament. I'm I'm excited, and you know Kyrie Sane, and you know I'm really excited for that. So, mm-hmm. so and what did you think? I know you guys this past weekend talked about the NXT SummerSlam One Two Punch. Um, so what did you what did you think of the NXT show specifically? I I, I really enjoyed uh, Takeover this weekend. It was really it was a it was a good one. I I. I I will admit, I haven't seen all of it, but I did watch as much of it as I possibly could. And speaking of indies, you know, we got the, you know, the sort of honor guard, dishonor, you know, indie, indie, kicky white guy stable. And so I'm excited to see where that goes in the future. Did you get to see the show? Yeah. Now, here's, here's the thing. Here's what I want the hot take on, gentlemen. And Jesse, we'll start with you. Okay. Between SummerSlam and Raw, what are your feelings on Beach Ball Mania? Fuck Beach Ball Mania. Uh, the, my favorite moment of this weekend was when was when Cesaro tore that ball up. I fucking that was my highlight. I popped like a like a seven year old in a you know in a John Cena signing. I was just say, whoa, careful, uh, yeah. here. We already. Spin up our, our one questionable reference with the Revenge of the Nerds thing. Let's not get. But yes, John Cena signing that safe. That's clean. That's yes, good. yes, yes. Um, no, yeah, I, I I pop huge for that. I could watch that a million times over. It was it was wonderful. Chad, what are you? I, 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 I don't. <sighs> Me and the whole beach ball thing. I, I feel. You have to also remember. I go as much as I can um, to. NXT tapings, and I, there, are, I, I cannot stand this, this, this crop of WWE fan that goes to the show to make the show about them, and so I, I, I so that I feel like the beach ball mania thing is sort of just like the tip of the ice, or not, not the, I feel like that's the the tipping point, and it's like you, you. You spent this much money on a ticket just to be a dickhead to these people who are literally killing themselves in the ring, and you're not even going to pay attention. You're going to fucking throw a beach ball around. I, you know. So you're saying I, the I beach know, ball is a symptom of a bigger disease. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've seen the opposite side of this coin. It was like, well, they paid, so they should do whatever they want. Well, you know, I could go to Chili's and I could pay for my food, but I can't, you know, whip my dick out at Chili's. Well, you, you know, put it chilly, but like at an Olive Garden, I'm, probably not. Right. Yeah, I know, exactly. I mean, at Virgil's there, maybe. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, 
I, I don't I, I don't agree with the you know you they pay money they can do whatever they want thing because you know I can pay money to go somewhere but that doesn't mean I get to do whatever I want somewhere else I can't you know it's just as frowned upon it it would be just as frowned upon it at a concert or you know some I, I don't know that's just my that's my that's my hot take on it I just I'm over the 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 douche fan movement that seems to be sweeping through the WWE universe. Chad, what about you? Um, fuck that owl, fuck the revival, and fuck that beach ball. Okay. I'm Good. goddamn yes. sick and tired of people who go to shows to somehow make it about them and then use the bullshit excuse of, oh, but I paid a ticket. Yeah. If I've, wa- you know, and don't get me wrong, you know, friend of the IndieCast Gary Lugosi and I are famous for going to indie shows together and, like, you know, heckling the wrestlers. But it's heckling the wrestlers in a way that it fits in with the show, that we're cheering and booing the, the people that should be cheered and booed, if we happen to have a funny insult for somebody, we're going to use it. But it's all in part to be part of to be part of the show without be part trying of the to tapestry become the of show. Okay. It, it's you know going to a wrestling show uh, could could be a lot could be a lot compared to going to see like like a Rocky Horror show that you can go there, you can yell out, you get the opportunity, you can sing along with stuff. I mean, Lord knows, you know. Like you know, back in the day when Road Dog and the you know the New Age Outlaws or DX or stuff like that, or or, um, uh, or to use today, uh, you know Enzo Amore's, you know, and you can't teach that stuff. Please that's, don't use Enzo Amore. That's fine. That that type of thing is fine. But when you're trying to like, if you were to go to like a Rocky Horror show and then try to jump up on stage and like. I'm going to do my interpretive dance up here that has nothing to do with the fucking show that's going on that's annoying. And it's the same thing at a wrestling show. If you're going there to have fun and yell to... And quite if you don't like a match or you don't like what they're doing there, that's fine. Then then the biggest thing for that and the biggest thing for to show them that you don't like something they're doing is actually not to boo, it's not to cheer differently, it's not to th- throw around a beach ball, it's to shut up. Because if what they're doing in there, a majority of people don't like, and there is silence, that they can't work with. Like, if you, like I love people who, like, I boo Roman Reigns because I don't like him. No, you boo Roman Reigns because he's, because he's basically a heel and you're doing exactly what they want, what you want them, what right. they want you to do. If you were to come out when Roman Reigns came out and sat on your hands and didn't do anything and the majority of the audience did that... Then you might get a change because it's showing that there's sends no a bigger interest, message. right? But that's yeah, not what they do. I completely agree. So they decide to no, we're going to throw a beach ball. We're going to do the wave. No, you're just putting your no, now you're trying and, to just get yourself and, over. And I and I and I feel this isn't. I, I hate the, as I'm formulating these words in my head. It makes me sound like I'm really full of myself, but and I'm trying not to be. But I do, and I, I feel bad because for the NXT crowd, I do feel in part responsible for some of the sort of the the shitty NXT fans that are there. Um, Now, 
I'm not going to take full responsibility because the, the reason, you know, the part of the NXT crowd is garbage because the same reason, like, the TNA crowd is garbage because you have the same people at the same shows every single, you know, month, and it's the same, you know, and, you know, it, it, it's, you're, you're going to breed this, this kind of crap. Uh, but... I remember when Rick and I would go, we went to the, not the first ever NXT taping, but we went, we, we were going from like taping number two and we were obnoxious and loud, but at no point did we try to make the show about us. And I would, I do remember a specific point when, um, there, it, but it, there was a lull in the show. It was in between matches and it, you know, Rick and I are just being super fucking loud and we're, you know, jaw jacking with uh, somebody on the other side of the entrance ramp uh, who, ended, who I ended up becoming friends with later on. Um, and, you know, we started a, this side's awesome. You know, that side sucks chant. Like we were chanting that our side, you know, our side's awesome. The other side sucks. And, you know, we sort of, you know, took over, you know, they, everything sort of just paused for a second while we we're being stupid and obnoxious, but then it died down and we stopped. And furthermore, you know, Rick is very good at sort of like dictating, you know, it, uh, the crowd to an extent and that's where the whole mayor of NXT shtick came from I made the, I, at the job that I had at the time I had access to you know like a diet sublimation printer and fabric and you know a sewing shop so I used my resources and I got Rick a custom made the, the honorable mayor of NXT sash and he's been wearing it for you know four years now <laughs> and so I, I do feel partly it's hard to come by a good I sash start. though so it's it like is. you can't blame yeah him. exactly yeah um and it, it was either gonna be that or some sort of like pink frilly you know costume sash I'm really glad this one worked out <laughs> and so you know I feel do partly responsible for sort of like creating this sort of genre of NXT fan and it definitely did start with Rick but at no point do Rick or I try to make the show about us. We'll make stupid ass chants. We'll chant. We'll be loud. But we're not. At no point is it. Are we trying to say, "Hey, everybody, look at us. We're being cool." And that's unfortunately what a lot of the fans are doing. And if you why why waste your time? Why waste your time? And, 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 and I, I feel, well, um, I don't know, honestly, because what, what, what is the beach ball doing that is any worse than the Raw after WrestleMania crowd? That's but, true. But I think that crowd's annoying as fuck, too. So, yeah, but we had... Dolph Ziggler cashing because of that crowd, and we had, you know, all kinds of shenanigans and and change and blah blah blah. But it's hard to put the the toothpaste back in the tube, right? You know, no, and and that's exactly what it is. You, they've acknowledged that the crowd mattered, or the crowd, you know, this you know super mixed, super smarky crowd, they mattered. So now they think that they can do whatever they want. So, how, so and, the question is, how do you rein this back in? Can you? Uh, I do. I hope that, you know, something as, you know, fun as Cesaro tearing up the beach ball is a nice way of saying, yeah, okay, okay, enough, okay? Like, I know Chad's got kids, I've got kids. It's one of those 
things where, you know, you let them have fun, but then when they start to fucking tear up the carpet, you got to go like, okay, it's time to chill out. You need to sit down and watch TV for a few minutes and you just cool the fuck out. Well, let me ask you this then, gentlemen. This is this the current era of fans who do the wave and chant whatever the fuck they want to chant and throw beach balls. Is that any different in terms of on paper obnoxiousness? Is that any different than an episode of Raw from 1998 and there's 14 forests worth of poster board in the crowd at a, at a Raw show and everyone's flapping their fucking signs and it says suck it and the camera's on it and then they flip the ass around and it says fuck it and the camera goes oh my god and moves away real quick like is how is that any different uh, because like, now I, signs aren't really allowed would you like the answer on that one though okay I, I do have a belief on that one because one of them is still being involved with the show and trying to be a part of what's going on in the ring and showing and showing interest in what they're doing. Mm. And the other one is almost the opposite to it. To me, it's the... It's, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I like, don't, bored, it's like bored child. I don't agree with that. Okay. Because for every... Austin 316 on original sign in the crowd, you also had, especially towards the end of 98, just as many um, Eric Bischoff has a boy pussy or, uh, well, you know, or just, like, hey, John, true. you're gay, you know, stuff that had nothing yeah. to do with what was going on in the ring. Yeah, okay. And it was just stupid crap. Or, hey, here's a, I drew Cartman on a goddamn poster board. <laughs> You know, all oh, the nineties. Yeah. So, 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 so I don't necessarily I, I agree say, that every sign was involved with what the story was being told. Okay. Sometimes it was just stupid crap. Jesse, what about you? I would what say the difference. I would say the difference between like the Attitude Era crowd, or say like the ECW crowd, and the current crowd is. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, and it, but I feel like the ECW crowd or the Attitude Era crowd weren't trying to do that. They just were. This crowd is trying to be the ECW crowd. They want to be this new crowd. It would be like if, you know, trying to, it'd be like if some some dude at, at an NXT taping insisted on wearing a straw hat because, oh, in ECW there was a guy in a straw hat. You're, okay, that guy wore a straw hat. You're trying to be straw hat guy. So you're saying the difference comes from intention. Yeah, I feel like there's, you know, there's there's a difference between going viral and trying to go viral. Okay. I think, and as somebody who used to be in that ECW crowd. Uh, which, by the way, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, Jesse, please say something really shitty about the ECW crowd. Like, please say something really shitty so Chad loses his marbles. But no, it was, of course, complimentary because how can it not right. be? But, but the ECW, as someone who's in that ECW crowd, the ECW crowd, and again, it's, it's all in, you know, involvement for it. Yes, they yelled, they, they cursed, they did all sorts of stuff like that. But once again, it was all towards the, the show. Yeah. And, and it was to enhance the show. And to enhance it. Whereas the beach ball 
or even to use your example, the the dumb signs that aren't the Austin three sixteen or the DX socket signs back in the Attitude Era, are just are there in antithesis of it. And I and th- those people should be beaten with sticks. Um, I think I yes. think the way to to sort of sum this up between what both of you have said is fuck that people. Is that the difference yeah. comes from enthusiasm? Yes, because I would say yeah. that as scary as the ECW crowd got at times, and that it, was and it did that was enthusiasm, <laughs> right? That was you know they didn't they didn't come to yell at the Dudley Boys because they didn't like mixed race stables. They bought into what the Dudley Boys were saying, right. and they were genuinely. Angry at, or, yeah. or getting the reaction that you know there was enthusiasm there, right? That the crowds with the unoriginal Austin signs were that enthusiastic about Austin, right? And not going, not going in with the intention of, oh well, the cameras will be on me, right? Let me make yeah. the most of this. And the funny part is, I think that's what the biggest thing that they're missing nowadays in the WWE might be the enthusiasm. Because everything that they do right now is so regimented and, you know, and I mean, obviously it's wrestling, but scripted and things like well, that. The other thing, too, and I think I, I, as much as I would love to throw all of this blame on, on Jesse and what he did in NXT, and I would love to do that. I would genuinely love to make our new network partner the scapegoat of all of this. Yeah. Huh? I think the problem. I'm, sure, I'm all for it. I've been married for eight years. It's, it's, it's gonna, I'm think, not used to this. I think the problem is actually, and Chad, this goes off of what you just said, when did we really, really start noticing fans being super obnoxious and being in for themselves? It was when WWE started doing the zoom in on one person in the crowd as telling the story. Like, for instance, uh, fucking Lesnar guy in Brock the front row. I was just about to say, Brock Lesnar guy. Or shock guy when Taker lost. Exactly. Taker lost, shock guy. When, when suddenly. Yeah, everyone wants to be LSM Bay. Or, you know, everybody wants. I, 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 I venture every parent of a child who loves wrestling wants their kid to be Izzy. Right or the Miz girl, it's, like, the it's, Miz it's, it's, they're encouraging it in their own way. That's thank you. That's what I'm trying to get yeah. at. Is WWE has has made the first move here to say, "Hey, we want you as an individual to help us tell the story that we want to construct." Right. And now they've made the Frankenstein monster of, "Oh well, I'm important as a fan, yeah. so I get to dictate what's going on." Right. And now we've if, got. If I make enough noise, if I if I draw enough attention to myself, I'm part of the story too. Right. So I feel like I that's want really Sasha the Banks to come and take my headband because I'm crying. Right. Right. And I think that's where the blame can be laid. Is that the moment WWE said, "Oh no, we're going to use specific individual fans to tell the story we want to tell," because there was even what was it a couple months ago? That uh, they fu- they zoomed in on a fan in the crowd who was like giving like a jerk off motion when Roman Reigns was doing something, but got excited later in the show, and they re-edited it so that like 
when they did the hype package when Roman Reigns was like, yay! They cut to that guy in the crowd who was also like, yay! And he was like, I didn't do it at that time. I was making a jerk-off motion. WWE has made the first move to decide this is going to help us tell our narrative. Right. And now, whoops! Now you gave the children too much power, too much attention, so now they're going to poop and throw it against the wall, and now it's your fault. But you know what I do give WWE credit for? A lot of times when, when the kids do try to have a tantrum, um, which they've done, especially like when they were going to try to do like in Chicago, they were going to try to do the takeover. Yeah. They definitely like completely took that. Went, oh, that's what you think you're going to do, a eh? and cur- completely turned it into their own narrative. And I, True. I give them a hundred million yeah, points I, of credit for that shit. But the problem becomes, Jesse, go ahead. I, I was saying I absolutely love the WWE's just you know mushroom stamping of the Chicago crowd every time they chant CM Punk now. I I. Uh, you know, it has gone beyond any sort of fandom for CM Punk, and now it's just, now I can't wait to see how the WWE's going to shit all over the CM Punk chance. Though, for the record, if CM Punk came back tomorrow, I'd be all for yeah, it. I'd love <laughs> no, to yeah, have I'm a back. total fucking hypocrite. I'd be fucking, you know, streaking through the streets going, <laughs> you know, if... Interestingly if, you know, enough... Anything. Interestingly enough, in your visual right now, in the theater of the mind at home listening to this, I hope that you're like me... And when you picture Jesse from Team Hammerfist streaking down the street, screaming about CM Punk, that his dick has the white tape with the X on the head. Like, I hope we're all picturing the same thing here. It, it already does. It already does. It's okay. just, it's just, it's just the operating. That's just the operating attire. But, it's, but the, that's, that's my default attire. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Uh, but, but to the point, you don't gotta got hit R one for that one. That's yeah. the default. <laughs> the, uh, but to your gentleman, to your point about, um, you know, WWE goes to Chicago knowing that there's going to be a, a smarkiness at an all time high, and they combat right. that. I completely agree. I feel like when they know it's going to be a fever pitch. They've got they've got their mitts up. They know, yeah. but for smaller scale stuff, like oh, Canadian fans are booing Bailey, or oh, this beach ball thing is obnoxious. I feel like they don't have a response for that. But I think now in ter- places like Toronto and Brooklyn and places like that, now they're starting to get the idea that the smarky shit. They need happen. to. They need to. Yeah. You know what the part that makes me the craziest, and we should end, we should probably end on this idea okay. here. Um, after the beach ball incident, they obviously had a dark match main event where Cena spoke. Did, did anybody see this promo? Mm-hmm. He cut a little I have promo. Not. He cut a little promo after the show. It was basically like, uh, you fans are crazy. Keep it up." And it's like, "Well, then, which which, which is it? Do you, do you want <laughs> yeah. them to be part of your narrative, or do you want them to try to like hijack it? Hijack it? And it's just yeah. a weird. It, it, it's a it's a crazy balancing act because. On one hand, you don't want you don't want the fans to be complete and utter dickheads, and it's look at me, look at me, look at me. But if everyone's just sitting there calmly going, "Oh, okay," yeah, you don't well, want a Tokyo Dome then, crowd necessarily, right? Yeah, yeah. That would be the uh, where where is that line? Do you how do you like what do you what do you do? How do you how do you kneecap the shit without, you know, kneecapping everybody? But the smarky pricks out there would probably love it to be a well, Tokyo Dome yeah. audience true. where everybody sits there and then politely no, applauds true. and stares at it. It's just... Well, I've been to some indie shows like that, though. True. So. That drives me <laughs> But nevertheless... Uh, I, I have, too. So, uh, so, 
uh, Jesse, we in, in addition to this actual holy shit for the first time in six months, we had a real wrestling discussion on the IndyCast. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, is this the most WWE-heavy episode you've ever Not had? even that, just wrestling in general. Like, yeah. We've actually had like in-depth discussion here. Uh, we'll have to use this as a highlight video at some point <laughs> to, uh, when we're trying to promote us as a wrestling show. And, That's right. And we're not just the Disney cast. But anyways. Look, wrestling-themed banter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, Jesse, we've got two... Very important questions that we need to ask you here. Oh boy! If this is officially, this is the 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 brisk, the christening of him officially into this uh, the family of IndyCast. Right. Here. I was wondering what that pinching feeling was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's the new default setting. But nevertheless, uh, we uh, well, seeing as you've been a fan for for quite a few years now, and, yes. and you've got uh, a fantastic mind for professional wrestling. Uh, the first question is, you know. We're, we've lost a lot of great talent in professional wrestling. We lost them before their time. And so, Jesse, um, if you could go and see any deceased wrestler, manager, performer, who would it be and why? I would, I think, I think my answer would have to be Dusty. Because I never got a chance to see Dusty as, you know, Dusty. All I ever got was, you know, Oh, if NXT general manager Dusty, baby. You know, I only, I want, I would have loved to have seen Dusty, you know, in his heyday. And that, I think that would, that, that would be my answer. Uh, you know, uh, you know, one uh, A would maybe be Eddie Guerrero again, but I think that's kind of a cop out. Um, Dusty is definitely the answer. Good call. And then uh, question number two: We here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Giraffes have long necks, rhinos big horns, etc., etc. Our, our belief is that man, as an animal, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools. So, with that said, Jesse of Team Hammerfist, if you could fight any animal, what would it be? And what weapon do you use? Dear God, I have been waiting for this moment <laughs> for so long, and I have had so many answers. I've, you know, cut this promo in a mirror so many times. <laughs> and then, you know, push comes to shove. You put the camera in my face, and I'm just, uh, no, I feel, what animal would it be? Now, I gotta, I, I can't decide whether I want to go for the easy kill or if I want to have an honorable fight. I know the weapon is going to be a hammer. Come on, Team Hammerfist. That's true. Of course. That's true. It's got to be a hammer. Um, I feel if I could fight any animal, I think I'm going to fight a shark with a hammer. Mm. I'm going to die, but I'm going to fight it. Now, do you fight a hammerhead shark? Hey! Uh, I'm going to take its hammer, and I'm going to beat it to death with its own hammer. I see what you did there. This is what we're going to do. I'm a clever I, boy. I was, uh, Milo, Milo, you know, officially wins champion at this answer. His answer, like, in the last episode was <laughs> that I, I damn near crashed my car. Good. That's what we aim for. Yeah, we look, we look for vehicular vehicular homo or suicide. Yes. So, uh, so, yes, as we said at the beginning of this this, uh, this actually wrestling-themed episode of the IndyCast, we are officially a part of a network now. And uh, so you will be seeing Team Hamifus uh, appearing much more. I'm sorry. In, in feed. I apologize in advance. Whether you want it or not, it'll be there uh, in your feed. There's and the right so jokes. support them. Now, Jesse, um, 
this is the officially Brian Cage approved section yeah. of our show where you can get your shit in. So how can all of these dozens and dozens of uh, IndyCast fans get in touch with you and find you online now that you are a part of the family? And get merch, too. And get well, merch. you can touch me whenever you want, but if you want to reach me on Twitter, you can find me at Team Hamifist, T-E-A-M-H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. Um, you can find my personal account, which would be Jesse T-H-F on Twitter. You can follow my uh, previously aforementioned co-host, Rick the Sussman Sussman, at The Reed Pile, um, when he's not asleep or petting his cats. Um, you can yeah. find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash THFist. Um, I'm trying to think, um, that's about all the cheap plugs I got. Okay, excellent. And, uh, like I said, you'll see some more changes and updates here in the near future. Um, uh, probably some more merch. And, uh, and hopefully oh, yeah. we'll, we'll be doing some more crossovers. Like I said, I'm down to do a, uh, a digital rumble again. Right. And we can all do commentary for that. Um, no, I, I can think of a great many opportunity of, you know, of content where we can just put us all in a room together and make the content happen. I've got a box of cards against humanity that I feel needs to get on, to get, get dusted off. Interestingly enough, before the show, talking we about how that. we have not done a cards against humanity episode. Not to mention the fact we did, we shelved it, but we did have the idea of doing a, a Disney themed and a wrestling-themed uh, Cards Against Humanity set. True. Yeah, I, re- I remember Wrestling Cards Against Humanity. Or what, I, I try to remember what, it, what we ended up calling it. Oh, it was a good one. It was a good one, and it's gone. <laughs> good, good. And also, I also feel like, uh, you know, since we, now members of the network have children, we could also just start a, you know, a fight club between yeah. children. Yeah, yeah. You know. Maybe Fight Club, you know, it's it, you know, we're good. I, I think my daughter's gonna, my daughter's gonna. The funny she's part good. is, she's tall. The one on my side to be scared of is actually my two-year-old. Yeah. Piper will fuck you up. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Shiny, oh, no, yeah, not yeah, that much. Shiny well, is a lover, not a fighter. Oh my, the name. Your your two year old will airplane spin the shit out of somebody. My my two year old will poke you in the eyes. Oh god! Straight up, straight up, poke you with a coconut. That's right. She's a motherfucker like that. That's right. And then put you oh, in no. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, well, anyway. My, my, my four-year-old can swing a mean Maui hook. <laughs> good, good, good to know. Good to know. Well, You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, so thank you to the dozens and dozens for listening to this monumental episode. Uh, for You know what's interesting? Um, we were at half-mast this episode because... I'm at half-mast most of the time. He was missing uh, his co-host... We're missing two of ours. Yeah. So. so of the six of us, there was only three on call tonight. But yeah. nevertheless, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you Jesse and Team Hamifist for for being on board and joining forces, thank becoming you. the Wonder Twins of Wrestling Podcast okay. with us. And uh, until uh, next time, everyone. This is Zach Romero on behalf of Chad Allen. I'm Chad Allen. Until next time, everybody. Deuces. Deuces.